0: Good day. my name is Sky, and I appreciate you spending some study time with me. I'm here to help you make money in online poker by teaching you key strategies and getting you to take action. So we often use our opponent's HUD to judge their player type, to notice their tendencies, and then create exploits to use against them. But how often do we look at our own player HUD, gauge what our own image is in our opponent's eyes, and use that to play against them? Well, in this episode, I'm going to help you do exactly that. Make sure you whip out that poker journal. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> and to help you take notes, go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com pod478. Let's do this. Gambate! This is damn exciting stuff. Your table image, it's how your opponents view you right now, and based on this view, it might alter how they normally approach playing a hand against you. If your image is like that of a calling station, they may be less likely to bluff you post-flop. If your image is of a loose, aggressive donk, they may be less inclined to fold against your double barrels or even your triple barrels, and they'll call you down with top pair, weak kicker, second pair, maybe even like third under pair hand. Sometimes you get that uh, if your image is that of an aggressive donk. And table image, it's a bit different from your player type. So the first varies widely, and the second is fixed over the short term. Player type is fixed because Players don't change their stripes quickly. A whale today is a whale tomorrow. But over time, a player can evolve their game with study and a conscious effort to make changes. So a whale can become a tag, and a tag can become a lag. Even a nit can become a lag someday, with enough work and enough practice, of course. But your table image, on the other hand... That fluctuates from session to session and even between tables within a session. And I'm sure that you've noticed many times while you're multi-tabling, even if you're doing like a four table session, you can probably find yourself uh, like your stats on one table. Maybe you're a 10 slash seven nit. Maybe on another table, you're like an 1812 tag. On another one, you're like a 30 slash three whale, you know, and even on a fourth table, you might be like a 45 slash 32 maniac. For the most part, your image at any one table, it kind of develops naturally based on five different factors. But at the same time, you can do things to cultivate a specific image. So as I talk about these five factors right now, I'm going to talk about the first one, how your image develops naturally around that factor. And then I'll talk about what you can do to cultivate an image uh, regarding that factor. So the first factor is the cards that you're dealt. If you're dealt a string of cards within your open raising ranges and you're given the chance to open raise repeatedly, then you're going to appear to be like a loose aggressive player who loves to open pots. If you run good and you hit flop after flop with top pair or greater hands, you're going to find yourself c-betting frequently, or even if the players that you're up against, if they fold a lot, you're going to be c-betting frequently, right? Well, that constant pre-flop aggression with that constant post-flop aggression is going to make your image that of a pre and a post-flop aggressive player in general. And your opponents are going to, they're going to come to expect bets uh, every single time you're in a pot against them. So if you're not being dealt good cards with which to open raise or to three bet all the time, you can still cultivate that image of, well, whatever image you want. If you want to cultivate a super tight image, then you just simply don't open that much and wait for those really strong hands. If you want to cultivate kind of like a weak passive image, do a lot of limping or calling of people's raises. And if you want to cultivate a really aggressive image, open raise no matter what, and three bet no matter what, doesn't matter what the cards you're dealt are. Alright, the second factor that goes into your image is the line that you take and the cards you show down. So what you show the other players has a direct impact on their view of you. If your stats look like you're a nit at 10 slash 7, but they see a hand where you 3-bet preflop with ace5 suited, then you triple barrel bluffed on a flush draw. This will tell them not to trust your stats. If you're capable of this kind of line, you know, 3-betting and then triple-barreling, with a weak hand, and ace-5 suited is weak, and flopping a flush draw, great, that's a good draw, but really you haven't flopped anything of value. Your opponents just are not going to believe your nitty 10-7 stats. Now, if you want to cultivate a specific image with the line that you take, well, you can take aggressive lines and passive lines, like I just said, no matter what your hand is, triple barreling looks like a really aggressive line, right? Well, limp and then calling pre-flop, as well as check calling the flop, check calling the turn, check calling the river, those are all pretty weak passive lines. If you want to get kind of like a, a tight aggressive line, you open raise pre-flop, you see bet the flop, check the turn, and then bet the river when your opponent checks or if you're first to act on that river. Different lines can look like different things. So you can pick and choose the lines that you take, not just rely on the cards that you're dealt and the flop in the board at the time, in order to develop an image that you want. The third factor is the players at the table. So if you have multiple loose aggressive or maniacs at your table, it can be a profitable table, but this can cause your image to look like a pre-flop nit or even a tight aggressive player. If they're open raising frequently ahead of you, this is going to shut down your opportunity to steal pots. If you do choose to call, you're likely calling with a small yet flop-friendly range of like pocket pairs, who did aces, who did broadways and connectors and stuff. If the board's running good for you, you may be making a lot of post-flop calls and raises. You'll appear to be a pre-flop nit coupled with some post-flop stickiness. Now you can use the players at your table to help you cultivate an image too. What if you have a lot of nits at the table or even tight aggressive players to your left? Well, you can be opening every hijack, every cutoff, every button to put pressure on them. These are the kinds of players that fold most often. So it doesn't matter the cards that you're dealt. You could be taking as many opportunities as presented to you to steal pots from these nitty players. The fourth factor that goes into your image is your table position. Sometimes you'll find that you have many weak and loose passive whales limping in ahead of you. If you're dealt a string of good hands, you're going to find yourself iso-raising them very frequently. This can make you appear to be a preflop maniac who loves to push around limpers. And because they limp and they call with such weak hands, you may find yourself c-betting near 100% of the time, expecting them to continue with their marginal pairs and weak draws. Your maniac image will be solidified in their mind as you continually pound on them with post flop bets. And of course, you can use your position to cultivate your image. If you have position on a couple openers that fold a whole lot, then you could be doing a ton of three bets. You're going to be cultivating a loose aggressive image because you know these openers fold a lot after or, or when facing the three bet. Another way you can use your table position to cultivate an image is when your opponent to the table let you see a ton of flops in position. So if you're constantly opening or calling somebody's open in the cutoff and the button never takes advantage of you, great, you're going to hit that flop in position versus one, two, or three other players. So you're going to use that table position to make yourself VPIP frequently so that you're seeing that flop in position hand after hand. And the fifth factor that goes into your image is the table format that you play. So with less players at six max tables, you're going to find yourself with more opportunities to open pots or to call with position from the cutoff in the button. This is going to give you a loose and maybe aggressive or passive image depending on how you're entering pots based on the prior four factors mentioned. At full ring tables, there are many early positions from which you're going to choose to play more narrow ranges. Another thing to consider is that lags and tags gravitate towards six max play because they want to fit in more hands into their sessions. Those full ring games, they tend to attract more nits and whales. So if you want to cultivate an image that's kind of different from most of your other competitors, what you could do at the six max tables is play a little bit more loose but passive. At the full ring tables, maybe play a little bit tighter but aggressive. All right, now let's talk about how your opponents might exploit your image. There are two aspects to this, how they can exploit you and how they will exploit you. Players exploit you by attacking your frequencies. If you open then fold too often, they can make profitable 3-bets with any two cards. If you limp and then call with wide ranges, they can iso-raise you with good hands that flop well and have post-flop advantage over you. If you C-bet too frequently, they can check-raise or raise your C-bet on the flop with a good expectation that you're going to fold. If you are a fit or fold player on the flop, they're going to float you in position, which basically means they're going to call your C-bet, and then... As soon as you check on the next street, they're going to lead into you, make you fold your hand. So those examples I just gave are ways the players can exploit you, and it's basically how you try to exploit your opponents. But the thing you have to keep in mind is who will exploit you. Do you think that that inexperienced whale across the table, is he going to notice that you only see bet with second pair or better? Not likely. Maybe that multi-tabling lag over there. Is he going to notice that your check raise versus a c-bet is high at 20% over 20 opportunities? Uh, Possibly not, because he's multi-tabling, he might not have time to look deeper into his HUD, if he uses a HUD at all. The weakest players at the tables, those maniacs, the nits, and the whales, they won't know how to exploit your tendencies. They find it hard to pull themselves away from their preferred style of play, which is basically acting on the cards they hold and the board that's facing them. But if they do play with respect to your image, it would be by staying away from your strengths. So if your image is that of a nit, they know you only play with the strongest hands and you make post-flop bets with some sort of value. So when you see bet the flop, they'll quickly fold unless they hit a piece of the board or have a great draw. If you're a loose aggressive who check raises a lot, they'll check behind often unless they have a hand they want to build the pot with. The players who are most likely to exploit your image are tags and lags, especially those who only play a few tables. These players most likely use a HUD, and they have the time to watch your actions and observe your showdowns. They are capable of playing the player and adjusting to your image. Against multi-tabling tags and lags, you have less of a worry about them exploiting your table image. They're playing more or less robotically, and they're utilizing standard plays and your player type to make their decisions. They're not going to notice that for the past 30 hands you've been nitty, or for the past 30 hands you've been calling way more often than usual. So when you do find one of these players who will exploit you, how can you respond to their exploitative plays? I created these two sentences that you would most likely complete Off the felt to help you understand the plays that your opponents can use against you and what you could do to fight back against those exploits. Here are the sentences I am a blank player, so they will exploit me by blank. I can profit from this by blank. So the first one I am a blank player. This is your current table image developed either naturally or purposely. This could even be just your player type in general. The second part of the sentence so they will exploit me by doing blank. Now, these are the strategies that someone who's playing the player can use against you. And the third part of the sentence, I can profit from this by doing blank. This is the changing gears strategy that you can employ that's going to turn their exploit against them to earn you more chips. Let me give you a couple samples here. First, if you have a knit image, here's the sentence completed for you. I am a knit. So they will exploit me by folding all but their best hands and draws versus my c-bets. I can profit from this by c-bet bluffing more frequently. Position and bigger bet sizing will help to convince them to fold frequently. So that sentence right there basically sums everything up. I know what kind of player I am. They can do this to exploit how I'm playing. And I can do this to turn their exploit to my advantage. Now, many of you listening probably develop a tag or a lag image at the tables. First off for a tag, let me complete the sentence for a tag. I am a tag, so they will exploit me by floating every flop bet, and they'll bet as soon as I check the following street. I can profit from this by double barreling every time I throw out that initial flop C bet. I can also use a smaller flop C bet sizing of 40%, then increase it to 60% on the turn to convince them that I mean business. And if I complete the sentence as a lag, I am a lag, so they will exploit me by calling down with top pair weak kicker or even second pair hands against my aggression. I can profit from this by only c-betting for value with top pair or greater hands. Challenge! Here's my challenge to you for this episode, and it's a two-parter. Part one, in the next three play sessions that you play, do an image check, at each table, every 10 minutes. So have a little timer going off, and at every 10 minutes, ask yourself, table one, what's my image here? And then write that down, tag, lag, knit, whale, whatever it is. Table two, what's my image? Table three, what's my image? Table four, what's my image? And based on those images, figure out who will exploit you at the table and develop ways to turn their exploits against them. And for part two of my challenge to you, I gave you a couple sentences earlier. Let me tell you what they are again. I am a blank, so they will exploit me by blank. I can profit from this by blank. So off the felt, whatever table image that you most naturally or most often develop, I want you to complete these two sentences four or five times. So basically, if you often develop the tag image, you're going to write this sentence down. I am a tag, so they will exploit me by blank and list four or five different ways. I can profit from this by doing blank. And you're going to list four or five different ways that you can turn their exploits against them. Now it's your turn to take action and do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody.